This is the Poetry Foundation's Essential American Poets podcast. Essential American Poets is an online audio poetry collection. The poets in the collection were selected in 2006 by Donald Hall when he was Poet Laureate. Recordings of the poets he selected are available online at poetryfoundation.org and poetryarchive.org. In this edition of the podcast, we'll hear poems by William Stafford. William Stafford was born in Hutchinson, Kansas in 1914. His parents were avid readers, and Stafford often discussed his parents' influence on his identity as a writer. He admitted, The voice I hear in my poems is my mother's voice. He credited his father for his appreciation of nature, one of the most pervasive themes of his writing. Stafford was a pacifist and became a conscientious objector when he was drafted into the Army during World War II. He was sent to work in forestry and soil conservation in civilian public service camps, an experience he recounted in his 1948 memoir, Down in My Heart. Stafford began publishing poetry relatively late in life. His first major collection came out when he was already 48. That book, Traveling Through the Dark, went on to win the National Book Award. He was prolific, publishing over 3,000 poems during his lifetime. Stafford's poetry remained independent of social and literary trends and is often described as soft-spoken. Focusing on life in the American West, his poems deliberate over the moral choices people face as citizens of the world. Stafford often sets his poems on a mountainside, a riverbank, or a roadside, near an exit, as he once put it. His writing is exploratory, seeking out the frontiers of the imagination. Stafford goes to the edge of what he knows and brings the reader along with him. For much of his career, Stafford was a professor at Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. He was Poet Laureate of Oregon from 1975 to 1993, when he died at his home in Lake Oswego. The following four poems were recorded at the Library of Congress in 1970. A Message from the Wanderer Today, outside your prison, I stand and rattle my walking stick. Prisoners, listen. You have relatives outside, and there are thousands of ways to escape. Years ago, I bent my skill to keep my cell locked, had chains smuggled to me in pies and shouted my plans to jailers. But always new plans occurred to me or the new heavy lock bent hinges off, or some stupid jailer would forget and leave the keys. Inside, I dreamed of constellations, those feeding creatures outlined by stars, their skeletons of darkness between jewels, heroes that exist only where they are not. Thus, freedom always came nibbling my thought, just as often in light on the open hills, you can pass an antelope and not know and look back, and then, even before you see, there's something wrong about the grass, and then you see. That's the way everything in the world is waiting. Now, these few more words, and then I'm done. Tell everyone just to remember his name and remind others later when we find each other. Tell the little ones to cry and then go to sleep, curled up where they can. And if any of us get lost, if any of us cannot come all the way, remember 
There will come a time when all we've said and all we've hoped will be all right. There will be that form in the grass. A report to Crazy Horse. All the Sioux were defeated. Our clan got poor, but a few got richer. They fought two wars. I did not take part. No one remembers your vision or even your real name. Now the children go to town and like loud music. I married a Christian. Crazy Horse, it is not fair to hide a new vision from you. In our schools, we are learning to take aim when we talk. And we have found out our enemies. They shift when words do. They even change and hide in every person. A teacher here says hurt or scorned people are places where real enemies hide. He says we should not hurt or scorn anyone, but help them. And I will tell you in a brave way, the way Crazy Horse talked, that teacher is right. I'll tell you a strange thing. At the rodeo, close to the grandstand, I saw a farm lady scared by a blown piece of paper. And at that place, horses and policemen were no longer frightening. But suffering faces were, and the hunched over backs of the old. Crazy horse, tell me if I am right. These are the things we thought we were doing something about. In your life, you saw many strange things, and I will tell you another. Now I salute the white man's flag. But when I salute, I hold my hand alertly on the heartbeat and remember all of us and how we depend on a steady pulse together. There are those who salute because they fear other flags or mean to use ours to chase them. I must not allow my part of saluting to mean this. All of our promises, our generous sayings to each other, our honorable intentions, these I affirm when I salute. At these times, it is like shutting my eyes and joining a religious colony at prayer in the gray dawn and the deep aisles of a church. Now I've told you about new times. Yes, I know others will report different things. They have been caught by weak ways. I tell you straight the way it is now, and it is our way, the way we were trying to find. The choke cherries along our valley still bear bright fruit. There's good pottery clay north of here. I remember our old places. When I pass the mussel shell, I run my hand along those old grooves in the rock. When I hear or read Lincoln's Gettysburg speech, I feel two ways. One way is positive. It carries me. But another way is, part of me is disquieted by this. To why does ground have to be hallowed by all that blood? You know, that kind of feeling. And what I'm saying is, I've 
use this phrasing before. It's like what Joyce said when he said, history is a nightmare from which I'm trying to awake. And for all of us, writing or speaking, meeting, talking, communication is partly a going forward into a territory in which we, we may discover uh, new myths, better myths, better statements, better frames of reference without all those harmful side effects. At the unnational monument along the Canadian border, this is the field where the battle did not happen, where the unknown soldier did not die. This is the field where grass joined hands, where no monument stands, and the only heroic thing is the sky. Birds fly here without any sound, unfolding their wings across the open. No people killed or were killed on this ground, hallowed by neglect, and an air so tame that people celebrate it by forgetting its name. One home. Mine was a Midwest home. You can keep your world. Plain black hats rode the thoughts that made our code. We sang hymns in the house. The roof was near God. The light bulb that hung in the pantry made a wan light, but we could read by it the names of preserves. Outside the buffalo grass and the wind and the night. A wildcat sprang at Grandpa on the 4th of July when he was cutting plum bushes for fuel before Indians pulled the west over the edge of the sky. To anyone who looked at us, we said, my friend, liking the cut of a thought, we could say, hello. But plain black hats rode the thoughts that made our code. The sun was over our town. It was like a blade. Kicking cottonwood leaves, we ran toward storms. Wherever we looked, the land would hold us up. The next poem, The Farm on the Great Plain, was recorded at the Consultants' Reunion at the Library of Congress in 1978. The Farm on the Great Plain. A telephone line goes cold. Birds tread it wherever it goes. A farm back of a great plain tugs an end of the line. I call that farm every year, ringing it, listening, still. No one is home at the farm. The line gives only a hum. Some year I will ring the line on a night at last the right one, and with an eye tapered for braille from the phone on the wall, I will see the tenant who waits the last one left at the place. Through the dark, my braille eye will lovingly touch his face. <coughs> Hello, is mother at home? No one is home today. But father, he should be there. No one, no one is here. But you, are you the one? 
Then the line will be gone because both ends will be home. No space, no birds, no farm. Myself will be the plain, wise as winter is gray, pure as cold posts go, pacing toward what I know. That was William Stafford, recorded at the Library of Congress in 1978 and used by permission of Gray Wolf Press. You have been listening to the Essential American Poets podcast, produced by the Poetry Foundation in collaboration with PoetryArchive.org. To learn more about William Stafford and other Essential American Poets, and to hear more poetry, go to PoetryFoundation.org.